Hi, and welcome to Gathered Courage Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, and here at Gathered Courage, it is my aim to help you live an everyday, courageous life. There's something that I like to remind my friends around here, and it's this. No matter what you're facing, you can live courageously because we have a powerful God on our side, and Jesus is with us through the Holy Spirit. It's super exciting to think about, and I would love for you to believe that and live into that. And I hope that I can help you do that. Today on the podcast is my friend, Valerie. And Valerie is so much fun. We met a few years ago at a Bloom event, and I just immediately thought, this woman is special. And I am so excited to have her on the podcast today. You are going to hear some amazing truths from her, hear some of her story, and learn how to live a courageous life. Thanks for being here today, and let's get to it. Here's my interview with Valerie. Valerie, thank you so much for being on Gathered Courage. I cannot wait to talk about courage with you today. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I love the premise of your podcast and I am glad to be here. Oh, well, thank you for that. We spoke in our, uh, you know, pre-interview type meeting. And I just, after that, the, the rest of the day, I'm not kidding you, Valerie. I was just so on like a high, I would say there's just courage like seeps from you. And I just cannot wait for my audience to hear some of your wisdom and your nuggets and to talk about some difficult things. But for all of us in the end, to know that we can live courageously through the power of Jesus inside of us. So let's get to that conversation. Uh, but before we officially get to that nitty gritty, I just want my audience to know about you. So tell us about yourself. What do you want us to know about you, Valerie? Oh, wow. That's a loaded question, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I tell you what, for many years, I went without really knowing my true identity Mm. in Christ. Yeah. And so when you don't know your identity in Christ, you define yourself by others and how others see you. Uh, But what I've learned is that I am first and foremost, a daughter of the most high. Yeah. And that now defines all of the other roles in my life. You know, I'm a wife. I have been a wife for 34 years. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> yes, 34 years to uh, uh, Ramon Grimes, and it has been the ride of a lifetime. <laughs> uh, yes, I am the mother of two children, uh, and one of my children, unfortunately, um, has gone on to be with the Lord. Yeah. But because of my identity in Christ, yeah. he's, he's made me understand how I keep moving even mm. in the middle of all of that. Yeah. I am uh, the pastor of a church plant, Radiant yes. Church here in Savannah, Georgia. I am the grandmother of two adorable little ones. Oh, and uh I am a registered nurse. And so I just start going on and on about the roles that I have in my life. Uh, But the most important thing is now I live those roles Mm -hmm. out based on my identity in Christ. And so those roles now, they mean even more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. So um, that's just a a little bit about me. You know, I'm not busy at all over here. (laughs) (laughs) You've got nothing going on. (laughs) 
so nothing at all. Funny. Nothing at all. Well, let's deep dive into this idea of courage and all these roles that you have and and things. When you think about courage, when you think about your identity in Christ, how do you define courage? And I, I ask this to all of my guests because it's such a multifaceted uh, idea and word. So uh, tell us, when you think of courage, what does that mean to you? Wow, that is an amazing and awesome concept and question to ask people <laughs> because definitions yeah. uh, tend to lead us into how we live our lives. For sure. And for me, courage means faith under fire. Ooh, yeah. And like <laughs> it's that. faith under fire. Yeah. Um, so many people think of courage as, oh my God, there's no fear. This person right. just, you know, is doing all these things and there's right. no fear, but it is faith under fire. Mm-hmm. And my concept and understanding of it comes out of Mark chapter four. Mm. Uh, Jesus has been preaching and teaching all day. He's been laying down all of this knowledge through parables and he's exhausted physically. And so he tells the disciples, let's get in the boat and cross over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to cross over to the other side. So he gets in and he does what most preachers do on a Sunday (laughs) afternoon. You know, he goes to sleep. He needs to rest. That's right. And, you know, but he told him, let's cross over to the other side. And so in the middle of crossing over, the storm comes up and the winds blow and the waves Mm. and the rain and they go running and they find him and he's sleeping and they're like, they wake him up and it's like, Jesus, Jesus, do you not care that we perish? Yeah. And Jesus stands up and he speaks to the wind and the waves and they obey him. Peace be still. Yeah. And he says, where's your faith guys? Mm -hmm. You know, haven't we been building this faith thing, you know? And so for me, courage is recognizing that Jesus is in the boat with me. And not only is he in the boat with me, Carrie, but he said, let us cross over to the other side. So there's a promise that's been given. And so, you know, on those days that I feel a little shaky because we're human, right? We we get there's fear that comes up. Yeah. I remember he's in the boat with me. So good. And at any moment, he can speak to the winds and the waves and say, Peace be still. Yes. But even if he doesn't, he has given me the promise that we're going to cross over to the other side. So there's been many days of tears. Sitting in the middle of the storm and the waves keep going. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, I know you're here with me. Uh, And and the good thing is that we do, we get to the other side. So courage for me is faith under fire. That is beautiful. And I love the duality of the truth of, yes, Jesus can in a word, in a thought, in a second peace, give us peace, take, give us the courage, make the storm go away. But when he doesn't, the duality of he is still in it with us. That is so, so powerful. And that, I mean, we could, okay, we're done. Bye everybody. That's what (laughs) courage is. (laughs) But we're going to keep going because I just want to continue uh, to discuss this idea with you and and Mm -hmm. see it kind of played out. How's it played out in your life? So One of the things that we talked about that uh, when we were discussing before the official interview was this idea of having courage 
to do things and to to start things and to um, move forward with things. So you personally have have started a church plant, and not everyone in my audiences are church planters by any means, but, but I think there's often things that we all think about in our lives that we want to start, um, start Mm -hmm. doing. And then on the flip side that we want to maybe even stop doing, I want to stop doing this so that then I can do something else. So talk to us about this church planting through, by the way, a pandemic (laughs) and maybe highlight some instances where courage really kept you going. Um, so yeah, tell us about that. Well, church planting is an enormous feat mm. <laughs> that only God himself uh, can ordain and yeah. usher into your life. Yeah. But uh, I want to just say that my journey actually began about 15 years ago mm. uh, into church planting. Yeah. And I actually got the courage to accept the call of God on my life Mm. to minister, Mm. to even request to be ordained. Mm -hmm. And uh, that happened in a church that um, really, it took the the bishop, the bravery to stand up and ordain a woman because it was in a Southern mm -hmm. Southern Baptist church. And so anyway, um, with that being said, I started uh, teaching or leading the Wednesday night Bible study. And so mm-hmm. that's been over 15 years ago. Wow. So I think I want to let people know, first of all, mm-hmm. sometimes God tells us to do things mm-hmm. and we have to muster up the courage right. and it right. takes time. So yeah. don't beat yourself up yes. if it's taking time. There's so much. But yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and you know, he is so good to us, but mm-hmm. over time, um, I did finally say, okay, it's time to move and step out on faith and yeah. do this thing that God's been asking me to do. Yeah. And so in 2019, I, I went to CPAC, which yep. is a, a, an assessment uh, through Stadia yeah. and it was amazing, phenomenal. And I'm just like, oh God, it was so many things. It was fear, <laughs> faith. assurance that I was on the right track, all of those things. So in the middle of all of that, though, um, 2019, finally go through uh, assessment, fully recommended to go and start a church plant. 2020, we start having interest meetings. January and February were just awesome and amazing. And then... March comes around and everything shuts down. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? Lord, help us all kind of thing, you know? Uh, And so it kind of put a halt to everything. And so of course Mm -hmm. you have to go back, reassess, you know, am I really moving forward with this? God, is this what you've called me to do? That Mm -hmm. moment of check, you know, Mm -hmm. did he really say, let us cross over to the other side (laughs) of this church planting journey? Yeah. And uh, he just, you know, reassured me that he had, and that he was with us. And so we had to figure out what to do. And so just like everyone else, the great thing about Stadia is that they help to support you through this whole process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We had classes and, you know, telling us, teaching us how to move to digital and all of these things. But, you know, so it was really, really 
amazing to have that support. So mm-hmm. I think anytime you're starting something, yeah. make sure that you've got I a love. great support system, yeah. that you've got some scaffolding there that's yeah. going to help build you because, yeah. you know, yeah. it may not be a pandemic, but right. it's going to be something right. <laughs> that right. will come and make you rethink the whole process. Yeah. So, um, so that, making that sure take you take courage, Valerie, right. You know, like in your, in your case, maybe you were on that trajectory. And so you, you saw the beautiful support, but sometimes like we, we want in, in ourselves, we get like this pride or mm-hmm. it's scary to ask questions. Are they going to think I'm stupid? Are they going to think what I'm doing isn't worth it? You know, there's just, the devil gets all kinds of things, tries to bring up all kinds of fears. So that's, oh, that's yes. good. That's such a, such a good reminder that that seek out that support and be courageous enough to ask for it. Yeah. You're right. It it does. It takes courage to admit that you don't know all the answers. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, some people think that the courage is, oh, I can do this. I know how to do it. I'm going to move forward. Courage sometimes just means saying, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me out. Help me do the next right thing. Yep. Yep. And so, um, You know, that journey has, I mean, it's been, like I said, admitting that even when I was called and ordained, I didn't know how to take the next step. And it was like, okay, Lord, Mm -hmm. he's gracious to us and with us and he keeps walking with us, but it takes time Mm -hmm. and -hmm. consistency Mm -hmm. and to, you know, that, that support system, not to give up, to, you know, just to keep going, even in the middle of it all. So, um, I think if you're starting something, uh, what is the, what does the Bible say? Count the cost, sit down, count the cost. And that's where you have to put those things into place. But we started that in 2020, 2021, we thought we were going to be launched and live, but COVID is still saying, you know, let's not be live quite yet. Let's, you know, let's keep doing the Mm -hmm. digital things. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, being able to adjust that takes courage to be able to come back to people and say, well, you know, we thought this was our deadline. However, it's this now Very good, (laughs) and being okay with that. So, um, you know, so now we are, we're doing, uh, our life groups or small groups as some people call mm-hmm. them. We mm-hmm. do them virtually. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing growth. We're seeing discipleship happen. Okay. And every day, every day it takes courage mm-hmm. to keep going. Yes. So, uh, I think if anything yeah. else I can say is that courage is not a one, one and done. It's yeah. a continuous thing in this walk that we have. Definitely, definitely. Well, I have seen and witnessed and kind of watched in the background your journey of keeping your church something that is digital and and working through that and not getting discouraged by it, even though behind the scenes you may have, um, you know, you're a human being, but, but really just trusting God with it and continuing to move forward. It's just been, it's really neat to, to, to see that. And I'm encouraged by, you know, you're continuing to persevere through that. So thank you for continuing to persevere and planting that church and the lives that have already been impacted and will be. That's amazing. And for that insight for anybody who may be starting something new, uh, whether that's church planting or, or something else. Another area of courage, Valerie, that I really wanted to discuss with you was the courage that you have either learned or developed 
through the grieving of your son's death, you mentioned earlier you are the mom of two children and your son, however, is with the Lord. So anything that you feel comfortable sharing with us about that situation and then how has that, as you as you early on grieved, as you're continuing to grieve, I, I know that never stops mm-hmm. and, and that is something that is continually a part when you lose someone. Um, just what does, what, what courage have you found in that or, or what kind of, uh, maybe even discouragement, maybe there's some, some times where it was even more hard than good. So anything you'd like to share with that? And we'd just love to hear your wisdom on that. Wow. Uh, Carrie, I would like to say um, that when I receive, you know, I believe everyone has a calling on their lives. Yeah. Everyone has ministry in them. Oh, you know, yeah. No matter who you are, yeah. uh, there's ministry in you. There's different yeah. levels and places that God calls us to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but everyone has ministry. And so, yeah. and I believe his word leads us to the area of ministry that we're called. And so yeah. for me, uh, years ago, probably in my early twenties, God led me to Isaiah 61 mm. and, you know, um, I didn't understand it all then, but that was a place that he led me and mm. he, he, he let me know that I would be a part of other people's healings. Mm. And, you know, um, and I used to wonder, you know, what, Lord, what does all that mean? Yeah. Because, um, yeah. that's a big word. Yeah. And so out of that, I've become a nurse. Mm. I have worked in ministry, uh, with small groups and I, now I'm a pastor. Mm. And so I see that coming to full life, yeah. but there's a part in there that he talks about. He says he would give beauty for ashes, mm. the oil of joy for mourning mm. and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Mm. And those words often, you know, kind of plagued me when I was younger because I'm like, you know, I I don't really understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will tell you (laughs) that on January 1st, 2017, those words Hmm. became my mainstay because my son who was 27 years old he owned his own business and uh, was a music minister at a church mm. um was really coming into his own you know because at 27 you're you're yeah. feeling I'm a grown up you know mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so he was really coming mm-hmm. into his own and he was doing something that his mom had taught him to do which was to help care for others. Mm. And he was helping uh, a couple, young couple. They were actually um, just barely in their 20s. Yeah. Young couple helping them out. And uh, there was some domestic things going on with that couple. Okay. And long story short, they turned on him. Mm. And uh, it was a violent death. My, husband, mm. my son was actually stabbed. And um, he bled out because no one attempted to care for him or Mm. called an ambulance or anything like that. And so Mm. uh, on January 1st of 2017, I had just been given the title of small groups pastor at a a local church plant. And so that morning I was riding high, Mm. just thanking God for, Lord, thank you for helping me to accept my call and for walking in the way that you called me to. And 
at 5.30 that evening, everything changed. Mm. And so instantly when I heard my sister's voice on the phone, I knew it was just something in me. I knew. Yeah. And I says, where's David? Hmm. And she says, let me talk to Roman, which is my husband. And I mm. said, no, 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 no. You need to talk to me. Mm. <laughs> and so she told me what happened. And I just remember collapsing. Yeah. I just, yeah. just collapsing. Yeah. Under the weight of it all, under under the fact that, I mean, even in my heart, God had told me <laughs> yeah. that, that it happened. Um, and so we, you know, made our way to America's and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, which is our hometown and mm-hmm. where it happened. Mm-hmm. And in the process of all of that, I just remember stopping for a moment and saying, Lord, I need that beauty right now. Yeah. I need it. God, yeah. I need that oil right now. Yeah. Those things that you've allowed me to pour out for others, God, right. I need it right now. Right. And uh, I will never forget a lady that worked with my son. She came to see me and she says, Valerie, I just want you to know that morning when David came in, he said to us, all of us that were standing there, yeah. he said, I am, this, this is the day of the Lord's favor. He has shown favor to me. And I, she says, the, the lady that was telling me, she says, you know, I told him, she says, you know, we're all, God shows favor to us all. Yeah. And he says, no, today is special. Hmm. He is showing favor to me. Wow. And so <laughs> hmm. it made me stop when she said it. And yeah. I said, yep. Yeah. I said, he was with my baby. when he left this earth, that was the favor. And so just knowing that he had come in and encouraged his uh, employees that day, I was just like, God, you are amazing. So I was able to walk through that those first few weeks, just on the strength of, of the fact that God was with him at that moment. Yes. I will tell you though, I went into a whole, uh, a whole thing, Lord, what do I do? Yeah. How yeah. do I move in the middle of all of this? Mm-hmm. And uh, he sent someone who had also lost her son mm. to violence. Mm. And she began to help pray me through that moment and through, oh. through those next months to come. Yeah, And I was able to begin to stand. And what God spoke to me is he says, Valerie, you have walked this road and you understand that I do give beauty for ashes. I do give all the oil of joy for mourning. I do give the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And I can remember him saying, you must get up and be and do all I've called Mm. you to do. That was something that I recognized and realized through the prayer time I was having with Donna. It was that if God has called you, this does not negate it. Right. 
it does not negate the calling. And in fact, God began to speak to me and tell me, Carrie, that there are 27 year olds Mm. that need to hear my word. David knew me. David knew me. He's dancing on streets of gold, but there are 27 year olds that don't know me. You must get up and begin to, as Isaiah 61 says, rebuild the ruined places. He says that I was called to rebuild the ruined places, the places Mm. where people had lost and they felt there was no, there was nothing left. He says, rebuild those ruined places, remind them of who I am, let them know that there is a life and a hope that they need. And so through all of that, every time I, every, every time a tear falls, as I remember Mm. David, I know God is collecting, he's bottling Mm. those tears and I have a work to do. And so, um, Beautiful. Yeah, that was a place of complete and utter discouragement. Yeah. But it was also a place where God did some of his richest work in my life, you know. Amazing. Because when when you hear other people saying, you know, he'll meet you in the midnight hour, yeah. and and you know, those are just clichés to some sure. people. They say it without thinking. Yeah. But until they've sat up at midnight, yeah. And they've watched dreams burn and mm. they've watched hopes fall apart. Yeah. And then God says, I am here. Mm. He says, I am here. I'm holding you. I'm in the boat yeah. with you. Yeah. This is a storm that I promise you we're going to get to the mm. other side of. Mm. And I just, you know, I learned so much about who he really is in the middle of all of that. And uh, so I know there's someone, I hope there's someone listening today that feels like everything is broken. There's nothing Mm. left. There is nothing left but ashes, Carrie. Ashes. (laughs) Their dream has just totally been burned up Mm. that they can look and just look up to the Lord and begin to say, Lord, I need your beauty Yes, because there's nothing left now, Right, nothing. And so every time I get a chance to talk to a young person about mm-hmm. the Lord, or mm-hmm. we're getting ready to start Bible study with some students from a u- local university, every yeah. time that happens, I think about my beautiful boy yeah. and I see him almost smiling saying, do it, mama. Yeah. That's what you're called <laughs> to do. Do it. I'm so Ugh. glad. I'm so happy that this person gets to meet you mm-hmm. and that you didn't stop going. Those yes. are words that go through my heart and my mind mind often so yeah grief causes us to cry it causes Mm -hmm, us to mm -hmm. feel as though we can't move but the god of the universe has promised so many things for us Mm. and so yes i walk in the beauty yes i walk in it i i live in the oil of joy yes and and i i I dance with the garment of praise on me every day every day so when you see, if you see me crying, right. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry because that's just a moment of just remembering God, you are with me. You hold me, you keep me and that whatever you have promised, I will make it. I will. will. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. I think so much of what I hear you saying is that believing these truths is one thing choosing to live it out Valerie is Mm. is a whole nother and um you just do it beautifully thank you thank you for choosing it is 
Yeah. It is like you said, truly a yeah. choice. Yeah. It's a choice. And I think that's what, when uh, Donna began to pray with me, that she, that's what she reminded me of. She yeah. said, you know, you choose, you yeah. choose what you do with this. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. you make that decision. And so with that too, I all, I had to come to a place. I was like, Lord, show me, explain to me why this happened. Yeah. And he just reminded me. And I think this is something that people need to know. He reminded me that my son's death came about because of the fall, the sin yes. that's in this world. It right. had nothing to do with God himself, right? but right. it had everything to do with this lost and dying world that yes. we are in. Yes. And so he says, Valerie, I want to redeem souls mm. so that they don't have to live under the curse of sin, yeah. but they have the hope yes. of heaven. Yes. And so, um, I am so, so grateful that my son knew him. I'm yeah. so grateful. I, 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 when I think of my son now, I remember him at the age of six. He had his hands lifted high and he was praising God. That's the, 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 the sight that God puts back before me. It. And so I know that only a God yes. in heaven could do that for yes. me. So, yes. yeah, it's, it's, it's rough some days. Yeah. But those days are the days, mm. Carrie, I remember yeah. that he is in the boat. Yes. I love that. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that story, for choosing to use it for God's glory and for, um, being, being a light to so many others, um, through, through their grief and through, through a hardship, such as losing a son, losing a loved one. We're going to flip switches here a little bit. Uh, (laughs) I know this. It's so funny when I was, we were talking about this earlier and when I was writing up the questions, I said, how will I introduce this question? Because, (laughs) because listen, if people don't know they're, they're listening, they're not seeing you. And even if they're seeing you, they would not even pick this up because you just age so beautifully, but you are, shall we say, shall we say more seasoned or older (laughs) or, (laughs) um, you've lived some life. Um, and yet you are, starting something new and moving into this calling and, and picking up something where many people your age are like, yeah, I'm done. I've, I've, I've lived my life. I've done what I think I should do. And, and I kind of, you know, confess to you a little bit that even just being 38, um, I, the devil sometimes tries to say, Carrie, you're 38. Like you should have, you should have moved into ministry when you were in your twenties. You should have, you know, it's, you're getting up there. It's a little, you're older. And, and I think I, I look at you and some of the other women in my life that are older and are just still so strongly seeking God and moving after and being obedient to him that I'm like, Carrie, stop. Like you are crazy, but, but it is a lie. It's a lie that yeah. Satan wants yeah. to use to make us ineffective for him. And, and there Absolutely. may be even be 25 year olds that are thinking that who knows, but mm-hmm. let's talk about that a little bit because there is so much courage that I gather from you, just even knowing that you are a more seasoned woman and you are still being obedient to God's call. So talk to us about that. You know, how have you overcome that? If that was a discouragement or how, what advice would you give to someone who might be discouraged by their age, I guess is what we're saying. (laughs) Carrie, girl, (laughs) 
I, first of all, I am so thankful for my age. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I am, uh, I will be 54 next yeah. month. Yeah. Oh, it's exciting. You, Coming up. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I will I will tell you a story that yeah. that kind of speaks to that. Yeah. I was I told you I went through CPAC yep. with Stadia, which yep. is was phenomenal. On the very first night, we have to introduce ourselves, and so I told, of course, <laughs> told them you know who I was, and I had been married at that time. It was thirty, almost thirty three years mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I was, you know, made, I just, you know, excited to be there. You're yeah. on top of the world yeah. and everything. It's like, Lord, I'm, I'm doing it, Jesus. I'm doing what you told me to do. Yeah. So exciting. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so the very first uh, activity that we had, you know, I knew, I'm like, I've been in this game long enough to know they're looking for people. They want to know, you know, will you take the lead yeah. and, and will you be respectful of others? So yeah. that was one of those exercises. Yeah. So anyway, after <laughs> it was over, the person who was leading the activity, you know, was kind of, thank you, Valerie. You know, that was very, very helpful. You know, so they were kind of making that. And I, I don't know if it was because my name was mentioned or what, yeah. but this young man walked up to me uh, and I want to believe with all my heart that he was just being <laughs> sincere and caring and kind. But he asked the question, Carrie, he says, he says, you said you've been married almost 33 years. He says, that's almost as long as I've been alive. He says, why, why are you making the decision to do this now? Right. And oh I just kind of looked at him and for about one second, you know, yeah. I felt some kind of way, yeah. but, <laughs> but then the Lord just kind of re, yeah. you know, recentered me quickly. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing about age too, is that he, he gets you back quickly. That's true. So anyway, I just kind of looked at him and I says, well, you know, I says, you know, where uh, in the word of God, where it says Caleb was one of the spies that went into uh, into the, the promised land mm-hmm. and spied it out. He was sent by Moses. I says he went in and they came back with a good report, but there was only two of them with right. a good report. Right. I says, and so they didn't move forward the way they, they should have. Right. I says, and there was Caleb. Caleb stood up one day. He said at, after they had finally crossed over 45 years he says i have been waiting on this promise Mm. for 45 years he says i saw it then he says and i'm standing here now and i am still well able well able to possess the promise i says and he didn't ask for the flat land right he asked for the hill he says i want the mountain i want that little the place where they can hide in caves he says i am still well able to take this mountain i said so i guess that's kind of where i am sir i says i am still well able to do everything that god has called me to do he does not disqualify us because of our age and he just kind of looked at me and to this day we kind of stay in touch every now and then he'll Uh kind of reach out but you know i'm I'm still well able and and to you carrie you are still well able girl you are a baby (laughs) i know i know you're a baby you're a baby but you know i i I tell people to us his retirement is not in the bible i don't see it anywhere everybody served until the day they left this earth yeah i said so as long as he gives me strength in my in my bones and keeps my mind moving in the right direction I will work for him he's done too much for me he's done too much for me to give up and so So good 
you know, as a result of that, I've been on this church planning journey since really 2020. Mm-hmm. And I've I've been asked to speak at a global church planting wow. conference. Wow. I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> that blows my mind. Yes. You know, it was through Asbury, uh, Asbury Seminary out of Wilmore, Kentucky. Yeah. Very prominent um uh, university a seminary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of the people that I was actually going to be speaking to had their doctorates. And I'm thinking, you know, uh, I don't <laughs> quite qualify, right, right. <laughs> but I do qualify yeah. in God's eyes, right. you know, so people That's need right. to stop disqualifying themselves yes. and saying that age or education yes. or whatever puts yes. them out of the running yep. because God puts us in the running. Oh, so good. And as a result of that, of speaking at the global conference, which I did it with my knees shaking and my, <laughs> my heart pounding, I've now been asked to preach, uh, wow. at, the chapel for wow. for Asbury. So Amazing. I'll be going in November to to speak at their convergence conference. Amazing. And so I'm thinking, you know what, yeah. God, you yeah. do what you do. Yes. And I, I see myself almost as Sarah. I'm like, yeah. Lord, just refresh me, yes. you know, <laughs> refresh me the same way you refresh Sarah, yeah. so that I am able to give birth yeah. to this ministry. Yeah. So yeah. Oh. So age is. In the kingdom, age is nothing but a number. That's so good. That's so good. I think so much of that lie that Satan wants to kind of try and get a foothold, you're right, comes from this idea, the ideas of society, this idea of retirement, this idea of, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a certain, you know, energy that you have to have or, or a certain way of, um, you know, uh, thinking that you're supposed to have, like that's a young way of thinking or something. And, and you're right. None of that is biblical. None of that is in the Bible. None of that is, is God's wisdom to us, but we just, yeah. you know, we're so immersed in it that we start second guessing ourselves and that is not yeah. of God. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, Carrie, some of my, and I will say this, some of my best friends mm-hmm. <laughs> are under the age of 30. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, so I yeah. stop and I'm like, God, will I be able to relate to them? Mm-hmm. Will they be able to That's relate to right, me? Right. You know, and God says yeah. everything is relevant yes. in the kingdom, yeah. you know, so don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah. And, uh, so uh, it, it's, it's do what he's called you to yeah. do. Yeah. And do it until he calls you home. Yes, I love that. Now, okay, so I do have some older women that listen to my podcast. If they're kind of feeling a little bit of conviction, which I hope they are, because I do think there is this very much, oh, I taught Sunday school when my kids were in Sunday school, or I, you know, let, let, let's let the young kids take control of that. What kind of advice or what kind of, you know, um, just encouragement do you have for them to con- not to to lay down the mantle and to just rest and to just leave it up to other people, but to continue that fight? What would you say to them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you just said it. It's a mantle, mm. a mantle that has to be passed yeah. from one generation to the next. Yeah. And so to say, let the young people do it, that's great. Sure. But how do they do yes. it? Is there some guidance? Recognize Mm -hmm. that 
you know, we, we, we may change roles Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as we age, Mm -hmm. but we don't stop. So becoming a mentor, becoming a part of what, so that means you got to have some best friends that are in their twenties that you're helping to pour into, that you're helping to give the wisdom and the guidance and the understanding that they will need to move forward. So it doesn't have to be, you know, um, you don't have to step out as far as I did and say, let's start a church, <laughs> but to be able to go to someone yeah. maybe like me who mm-hmm. is starting a church yeah. and say, Hey, if you'll give me about 15 of your young people, I, I want to pour into yeah. them. I want to you know, help them become yeah. the leaders that God has called them to be. Yeah. I want to show them how ministry works. Yes. So, you know, I, I, I have no, um, tolerance for someone who just says, I'm just going to go sit back here and rock in my chair. You know, my thing is there's too much work to do. The kingdom of God is at hand. So I guess the advice Carrie would be, you know, you met your role may be different, Mm Mm-hmm. And it, but it should always be that you have your hand yeah. in what God is doing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, it's a song by Bishop uh, Paul Morton and mm-hmm. it says, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Yeah. And so that, that is my prayer, prayer and my cry, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. is don't do it without me. Yes. You know, it may be that it's, it's me sitting with two grandchildren on my yeah. lap and telling them about your goodness and yeah. your mercy, yeah. you know, and then as a result of that, there are some other little ones mm-hmm. that like, Ooh, we want to hear, we want mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. don't do it without me. And I, I will that. not resign to, to sit in the background and be still. I am going to, like I said, I'll be this little 90 year old woman, you know, out, you know, saying Jesus loves you. He loves you. And I love you too. What can I do to be of service to you? I love that. that. Yes. I think so often, um, especially in the church planting world, at least in my experience, we are a very young church. And there are mm-hmm. not a lot of older members to begin with, um, but there are several women who are stepping up and just pouring into mm-hmm. some young moms. And it is just beautiful to see. And I just, I crave that as a, as a, you know, middle-aged woman that I want You're someone. You're not middle-aged, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I want someone two, three steps ahead of me to just mm-hmm. love me through the mistakes I make, help me not to make yes. mistakes. Um, you know, and, and, and I just crave that. And I, I, um, I want, I want more women to have that. And I, I, I want more women to want to be that for others. So thanks for kind of encouraging that and, and living that out. And I think that if more, the the kingdom will only be more rich if, if that can be advice that is really wholeheartedly taken. And, and I think too, sometimes you do, if you're tired, whatever, whatever the, the case is, praying, Lord, give me that desire. Because <laughs> yes. I think even yes. with personalities, you know, sometimes that desire is just not there. But he'll 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 figure it out. He'll he'll help you be his hands and feet. So <laughs> absolutely. I just if I can share quickly, uh, yeah. Carrie, a story of uh, this pastor who was you know talking to his church about small groups. Yeah. And he says everybody has a small group in them. Right. And uh, so after church, this little lady, little in her, I think he said she was 80, between 
I think he said 88, somewhere okay. in there. Okay. But anyway, he says she came up to him and, and, and told him, I was waiting for you to get finished because I wanted to tell you that you told a lie over the oh. pulpit. Oh, no. And so he's like, you know, he he's, it kind of took him back. And he's yeah. like, what? She says, you said that anybody can lead a small group. I'm 88 years old. I can't lead a small group. And he says, well, what do you like to do? Yeah. And she says, I love quilting, but these young people don't want to know anything about quilting. <laughs> and so, you know, of course, being the pastor saying, hey, this has got to work. He yeah. got uh, you know, he started kind of telling people, hey, you know, sister, let's call her Nancy. Sister uh -huh. Nancy, you know, is going to start a small group uh, quilting. So make sure we get some people in her group. Yeah. Well, anyway, she got 12 women. They were all in their 20s. Wow. She was able to pass down that skill of quilting. Yeah. But the rich thing that happened is that these 12 women began to lean into the stories of faith that she was telling, you know, of how God had delivered. Yes. And, you know, they got a chance to see it and hear it yes. and feel it firsthand. Oh, and beautiful. the people who thought they were just going in there to just kind of, you know, yeah. be fillers for her group. Right. Became they became sold out. They were like, yeah. OK, we started to quilt. We got to go back. We got to finish this quilt. So we're going to go back. For another semester, it. you know, and this woman, yeah. this 88 year old woman yeah. began to pass down wisdom yeah. and these young women were soaking it in and learning. That. So we all yes. have something to yes. offer the kingdom of God. We sure and do. Yes, that's so I'm, awesome. I'm just, I, I'm like, show me, Lord. Yes. Show me. Yes. 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 Oh, that's really cool. That's a really cool story. And so very true. So just a couple more questions here. And uh, this last, these last two are, are something that I really love to ask because it's, it's kind of a chance for you to just speak. You've given us so much wisdom, but to speak encouragement and someone's, you know, listening, saying, you know, all oh, that's great, Valerie, but I'm just so discouraged right now. I can't gather my courage. I can't do what you are doing or, or I don't desire to do that. You don't know what's going on. And, and that's true. Like there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of hard in this world and a lot of discouragement. What advice would you give them? What encouragement would you give them? And then also, is there something really practical, a habit or something that you would advise them to pick up to help them gather their courage? Absolutely. Um, I think the greatest thing that I can say is time is short. Mm. Time is short. Yeah. And so often we put off things. Yeah. And, you know, I think the death of my son mm -hmm. happening at 27. Yeah. You know, I stop and I think time is short. We really don't we don't know yeah. when yeah. God is going to call us home. And yeah. so we should be working until yes. and working as if yes. it could be tomorrow. Yeah. So I think that's the, one of the motivators mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And in Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, he lets us know that we are his workmanship yeah. and that he has, you know, we've been called yeah. in Christ Jesus. Yep. And he says that there are works, good works that he's laid out for us. Yeah. And guess what, Carrie? 
he laid them out in advance. Yes. So that means yes. he planned me. Mm -hmm. He planned you, okay. you know, he, he didn't, we didn't come by happenstance. Nope. And so things yeah. like that, I'm like, God, I want to walk into as many of those things that you've laid out for me yes. as possible. Yes. If possible, I'd like to walk into all of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think that's just practically too. just remembering that God is already, he's already laid those things out Love for that. you. Yeah. So don't procrastinate. Mm. Time is too short for that. Yeah. And there is a next generation yeah. that's waiting yeah. for your wisdom. Yes. Yes. It, it's, it's not wasted. Nope. Your pain is not wasted. No. Your experience is not wasted. Yeah. Your love for God and faith in him is not wasted. There's yeah. a whole generation that's just crying yes. out for us to do what God has called us to mm -hmm. do. And uh, it was a, an older woman that influenced me and she was older when I got to know her. Actually, yeah. I think she was in her seventies. Okay. Her name was Nona Freeman, and she was a missionary to uh, Monrovia, Liberia. Oh, wow. And she said that the problem with the American church, mm -hmm. this is a, a woman who was born and raised in uh, Texas mm -hmm. and went into the mission field in her early 20s mm -hmm. with her husband to Monrovia. Mm -hmm. She says the problem with the American church is that we're comfortable. Mm -hmm. We have so many comforts yeah. and so many good yep. things going on yeah. that we don't want to leave those things and do mm -hmm. what can be uncomfortable. Right. So, right. Um, you know, in all practicality, I think that the church needs to hear the prayer of his name was A.W. Tozer. Yeah. Lord, make us uncomfortable. That's right. And I'm like, yes. oh, God. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, it's uh, to remember that time is short. Yeah. The next generation is yes. looking to you. Yes. And that God has already preordained good things for you. To yes. Do. Yes. So walk in with them into those because mm -hmm. he is with you. Yes. Oh, so good. So good, Valerie. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, for saying yes and obedience to all the things that God has for you and for sharing with us your courageous life. I know that there are women listening and, and maybe a couple of men <laughs> that uh, will be encouraged by this, will gather their courage through your example and through your story. And, and I'm one of those women. So thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, I really appreciate it. Great. And um, you have thank a wonderful you. rest of your day. And uh, just, yeah, again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Carrie. It has been a joy. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Isn't Valerie just amazing? I am in awe of her and her mindset and her passion and her obedience and her um, vulnerability and her faithfulness. Oh, there are so many amazing words to describe her. And I'm so thankful that she came on the podcast to talk with us and to share some of her story. I hope that you were encouraged by her. And I know I was. Uh, she is an amazing woman and yeah, just so good. I hope that you enjoyed that. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for sharing this, hint, hint, <laughs> for liking all of my social media page things, hint, hint, <laughs> subscribing to the podcast, 
Hint, hint. Uh, All right, I'll stop. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.